0: Hi, Stars. You are now listening to Her Spoken Words, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Clark. But since we are friends, you can call me GLOW. Hence your nickname, Stars. For one, because I cannot always see you, but I know you are there. But for two... I hope you can find yourself glowing with me through each and every podcast where I will perform an original spoken word piece as well as discuss how you can find meaning in between the lines of my spoken words. Hi stars, welcome to episode number five. Wow, it has been such a long time coming. I cannot believe that I've already made five episodes. My views have gone up, my Instagram followers have gone up. Like I am so excited for this new chapter and I'm so excited that you're here again. Um, Today is a very, very special day. And today her spoken words has made history. Okay, well, not actual history, but her personal history, okay? I have two very very special guests and I have my first special guest special guest on my show guys say hey, hey. <laughs> they are I'm so excited to have them here and let me tell y'all you guys can't see them but these girls look good we are gonna be here discussing some amazing topics you are gonna want to stay tuned these two young ladies they hold a very very special place in my heart and I I brought them on here because they have a story to tell and i really hope that you guys are ready to listen to their story and listen to what they have to say today Um, today's episode, we will be talking about some boss moves, ladies. I know since quarantine started, a lot of people have started their own business, are thinking about starting their own business, want to start their own business, but don't know where to start. Well, I'm so glad that you came across this podcast because I have two bosses sitting right in front of me and they know all the details. They know how to get you started and where to go so without further ado i'm going to go ahead and introduce both of these ladies right here in front of me so the first young lady i want to introduce is french american but a georgia native she has a growing business called leclaire's bakery which is centered around high quality ingredients and innovative cake and pastry designs this young lady is months away from obtaining a bachelor's degree in chemistry with a concentration in biochemistry from Georgia State University, yay! Even with her busy schedule, this kind-hearted individual still finds the time to work with a youth ministry through the Good News Club and various churches. I am so honored to introduce Elizabeth Lowe.
1: Thank you so much, Gloria, for having me. It's such an honor to be on this awesome podcast. Obviously, I'm always inspired by it. So. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay, and last but not least, the second young lady I would like to introduce was born in Atlanta, Georgia, but raised in Snellville, Georgia. This young lady is the founder of Yon Salon, which was officially founded in May of 2018. She has, been, she has seen clients from all across the region. She has specialized in all types of braids, twists, faux locks, wigs, and many other styles. She is a self-taught stylist, who finds doing care more of a hobby than a job. She loves making women feel beautiful and love who they are when they look in the mirror. This young lady is a recent graduate from Bernal University where she received her bachelor's degree in psychology with a minor in studio art. This inspiring individual has hopes in receiving a master in clinical psychology and becoming a certifi- and getting a certification in art therapy. With the spare time that she does have, <laughs> doesn't have, she enjoys revisiting her glory days swimming and running. I am so happy to introduce
2: Ayana Daniels. Thank you, Glow. <laughs> it's an honor to be here, honestly.
0: <laughs> now, these two girls, they have a personality. And I just want to go ahead and say, these two young ladies are two out of the five of my girl gang. And I am so happy that you guys get to hear their personalities over the mic. They, you will visit my Instagram and see how beautiful these young ladies look, but more importantly, that you listen to the story that they have. And so now that you heard My last podcast was talking about support her. And this podcast leads perfectly into that. I hope that you guys can support these young ladies in any way that you can, that you can reach out to them, you know, and see what they're talking about with their business and use their services. I'm here to show you guys what I know. And I know these young ladies will sign seal and deliver with whatever they have to deliver. I'm telling you guys, so we are going to jump right into this and get it going because we have some great hot topics that we have to talk about, sips, tea, so let's get into this conversation. So Liz, how did you start LeClaire's? I want to know all about it.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a really fun story. Um, Honestly, I've been baking since I was like years old um, when I was younger I learned a lot of things from my grandmother and my mom um, who's actually French um, and so she taught me a lot of things from her time in Europe and taught me a lot of different recipes and styles of baking and honestly at some point in my life I kind of got a little tired of those super sweet kind of cookie cutter things that you would get from bakeries around town or at Walmart or Publix because that's where everybody's heading nowadays um, for cakes and so a lot of of people come to me as an alternative for going to those sources. um, And they come and they get, I guess, basically any kind of baked good that you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been working on this for a while, um, obviously since eight. (laughs) But yeah, so... I specialize in a lot of those trendy cakes that you see on Instagram, Um, and of course, you can look at my Instagram and see a lot of the work that I've been putting in, but I like to to focus on cakes and pastries, so. Wow, that's amazing. You're making me hungry.
2: (laughs) Okay, so now Ayana, how did you get started? Okay, so hair... Doing hair runs in my family. My aunts know how to do hair, my cousins know how to do hair, my mom used to braid my hair and my brother's hair growing up, so it's always been something that's been of interest to me, and you know, as a black girl, we grew up with those half-headed Barbie dolls that you can do, I had a Bratz, but um, yes. <laughs> yeah, so it started there really when I was young, just braiding and being interested in hair, and then as I got older, I started doing my own hair. And it got to the point to where when I was in college, where I met my girl gang, Mm -hmm. they were always like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. Can you do my hair? And I was like, well, I've never really done anyone else's hair, but that's where it all started in a dorm room, started (laughs) braiding. And then my skills just progressed over time. You know, the next hot hairstyle, I just taught myself how to do YouTube, you know, my best friend.
0: (laughs) So what I really love about you guys were you guys were both self-taught, right? With your baking and your hairstyling and everything yes
1: yeah trial definitely. and error
0: oh <laughs> wow that now that is amazing you know some people have gifts where you know they've studied really really hard to get to that point but what I aspire and love about my two friends is that they work so hard at their gifts that they know how to do it themselves so that is truly truly amazing so why did you decide to start this
1: business
2: Well, I knew I had a gift. (laughs) After a while doing my friend's hair, the word just got around like, oh, who did your braids? And they would be like, oh, Iana did it. And at that point, I knew I could make money off of it. And that's when I started the brand name, Yon Salon. Mm
1: -hmm. And from there, it just took off. That's amazing.
2: That's awesome. So what about you, Liz?
1: Yeah. Um... My start to my business, there was, I think it was my little sister Olivia's birthday. Um, And she wanted a unicorn cake that we had seen on Instagram. So I was like, I'm pretty sure I know how to do this. Mm -hmm. And it had been a while because I was in the midst of all my college studies and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I haven't baked in a minute. Um, Yeah, so... From there, I made the unicorn cake. It was actually really impressive for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like if I redid it, it'd probably be better now because mm-hmm. it's been a couple of years now. But that unicorn cake, I posted it on Instagram, or I, I was really proud of it, so I was like putting it everywhere. And then, um, it just really took off. A whole bunch of people just kind of started commenting on my post and were like, um, can I taste that? Like, uh, I would love to have a cake like that at my party. I can't, I don't even know where to buy something like that. And um, where we live, we don't have too many bakeries that are doing really nice custom cakes like that that are with the Instagram trends. Cause we tend to have that same type of like fondant covered cookie cutter right. kind of cake bakeries, you know? So yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Wow,
0: that is so amazing. So I have to ask, do you just do your own business? Are you are you guys currently working a job? Like, is this a side hustle, or is this your main thing?
1: Yeah. So I'm in my last months of school. So oh um and in order to pay for a lot of those expenses and be able to build my business at the same time. Because honestly, at the start of your own business, there's a lot of money out of pocket in the beginning. Right. Um, and so yes, I do have a job mm-hmm. in the back.
2: Yeah, <laughs> in the back. <laughs> so as Gloria stated earlier, you know, um, I got my bachelor's degree in psychology, and I minored in studio arts. And with that, after graduation, I started working as an activities coordinator with a program that works with adolescents with autism, who help them become independent. And so, for right now, my hair business is a side hustle.
0: Mm, but that's that's amazing, especially during a time such as COVID. You guys were still, you know, delivering work and you know, helping out clients and stuff, and still making your own money. So that's amazing, and I think that's what I really want my stars to understand that. Having a side business doesn't have to be your only, so having your own business does not have to be your only business. It can be something on the side and still using it. You're still using your gifts to support yourself. That, that is amazing. So I have to ask what has been the most difficult thing about being your own boss?
1: I, I guess the most difficult thing is just, um, it's all on you. You know, um, you are the person that people are going to be coming to if they have a complaint about something. You are the person that makes sure that your image is right. You are the person funding your business. And so a lot of the weight is more so on you. And that could be one of the hardest things, but it also kind of helps in a way because you don't have to worry about necessarily other people being the reason why things aren't the way you want them to be. Because you can make those changes to make them what you want them to be. Right. But yeah, so the hardest thing is probably just like it's a lot of weight in the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, accountability—it's right. all on you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, how do you market your yourself in your own business? Social,
2: Social media. <laughs> so for me, it's kind of easy because. I post, and people see it, and they want it, and they're, they're booking immediately, but then I have my beautiful, amazing friends who <laughs> rock my hairstyles all the time, and everyone's like, referral, referral, referral. <laughs> oh, this person said she you did her hair. Can you do mine? So it's
1: mm-hmm. it's pretty easy for me. Yeah. But what about
2: you? What about you, Liz? <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's a little... It's, it's basically the same methodology. Mm-hmm. I, I do it mostly through like Instagram, Facebook, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But word of mouth is the yeah. biggest thing for right. me. And, um, not a lot of people are going to Instagram necessarily right. to find a cake baker. They're kind of going there to like look for like different styles of cakes that they mm-hmm. can use for inspiration or something. And so um, I've kind of had to tag on to like a trend of like trying to push like, yeah, I can sell from this. Like I can I can make a post and say, hey, like I've got I've got some cake, um, cupcake boxes Mm -hmm. or some different type of types of treats that I've made this week and I can sell those. Um, But yeah, so it's it's word of mouth. Mostly I've gotten most of my business from um, also giving out like free samples. Oh,
0: yes. I, I, yeah, that definitely would help, (laughs) with Cookies. Um, But it, okay, so you guys are both saying like word of mouth and, and you know, having other people rock your styles or having other people try your cakes. So during that time, do you think, how important is it it to treat your clients during that time um, when you are delivering cakes or delivering a hairstyle? Do you deliver a hairstyle? What are you talking about? (laughs) Doing a (laughs) hairstyle. Oh, because we got the wigs on deck.
1: <laughs> you did deliver. She did deliver, ones, actually. Yes. <laughs> she always delivers. <laughs> but yeah.
2: Um, I'm sorry, what was the
0: question? I'm sorry. I
2: was asking <laughs> how important is it to treat your clientele? Oh, yeah. Oh, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're running my business, right. they're the reason why I am where I am. Yeah. So I always like to throw in a little extra. <laughs> Lashes with the wigs. Yeah. I always have treats for my clients when they come get their hair done. You do. Mm-hmm. You did a whole setup yeah. for the order for Snacky. Yeah. And we got Netflix.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Liz? Yeah, same deal. Honestly, people can tell if you want to be there and you want to be helping them and if you're happy to have their business. You kind of like, I don't know. You kind of got to do absolutely everything you can to make Mm -hmm. sure that that process went smoothly and they're happy with the outcome, honestly, because otherwise you'll, I mean, lose your clientele. It's about Mm -hmm. word of mouth. Nobody's going to talk about you if you're not delivering, you know, or they'll talk bad about you. They will talk bad about you. And that'll, (laughs) I mean, haven't had that.
0: (laughs) So with that being said, what does support look like to you?
1: Yeah, support. It just looks like people coming, tasting my stuff, and giving me feedback. That's the biggest thing for me, because for me, I don't know if you like it unless you let me know, Mm. right? I can't Mm -hmm. make changes. Recipes are changeable. Uh, I can make whatever. If you think something is dry, if you think something is not up to par, or if you think it could be better in any way I'm always here to hear those things and I value the customers that I've had that have like messaged me and been like oh my goodness I loved this or Mm -hmm. said or even if they had given a critique um and so yeah it's really about receiving that Mm -hmm. I second
2: that I like I like getting um critiques Yeah. (laughs) But um, on top of that, I would say, you know, social media is a big thing now and just reposting my post or even tagging me on your Instagram. And there's been a big thing now where it's like black businesses and stuff. And I've been tagged in a whole bunch of those. And that that means a lot. Yeah. It's getting my brand out there to those who haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. (laughs) So do you think women do a good job at supporting each other and supporting other women?
2: Yeah, I feel like the times the times have changed, and it's a big deal to be, you know, a solid unit, a group of women supporting one another. Mm-hmm. You know, society's done a good job in kind of shifting from we're all against each other to let's all work together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to, well, I try to be like, I'm trying to be careful because I know that like we're like in a really fortunate situation where we know a lot of really awesome women who like are extremely supportive of our dreams. We also went to a women's college Mm -hmm. Um, and so we learned a lot about being there for one another. We were able to have those conversations. So I don't know if maybe other people don't have the same experience, but my experience is that all the women from my high school College experience, they've all been extremely supportive of me. Um, But
0: yeah. That's, I mean, that's great. I I agree with Diana. I think times have definitely changed, and I definitely agree with Liz that us going to a women's college definitely helped us, you know, to learn how to support each other. Me personally, I didn't really experience the whole supporting women, women supporting other women, until I went to my women's college. So that was great to come in contact with. so leading into this question, um, so being a boss as a woman, have you ever experienced any sexism or judgment
2: about you starting your own business? I would say no,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I think this may sound really bad, but I think it's only because the business that I'm in, it's hair, right? So we deal with this
0: women. Yes. yes, right. So I mean, I've
2: done some male clients braids are in for the guys so -hmm. so you know that's a plus but I'm saying like for example it's more common to have a female hairstylist than you would have a male so a male in this industry might take more criticism than I would than if I were in like a building business I don't know how to say
1: that all right yeah yeah if that makes sense so
2: I haven't really gotten any
1: Flashback, or I don't know
2: how to say it (laughs) about starting a hair business yeah
1: yeah um yeah so baking is a thing that people kind of expect women to do there's like a whole culture of that so it's not necessarily taken seriously Mm. so I have experienced um up until now quite recently a lot of people I feel like Kind of trivialize the idea of me wanting to potentially start a bakery a little bit, kind of like, oh, you're just baking things, like it's a little hobby thing. Um, But I I think people are seeing since like I'm getting a lot of increase in inquiries and a lot of increase in business, and honestly, it's growing quite a bit in the past couple months that we've just experienced it's changed towards more of a, oh, snap, this is, this is real. This is a real business thing. And whether or not that's related to me being a woman, because I want to, like, say maybe it's related to just being, like, it's me baking cakes and stuff. And maybe my parents or, like, people around me have always just kind of seen me as, like, you know, making (laughs) making cupcakes. (laughs) But, like, yeah, like, I feel like in certain situations, it was just kind of like, oh, you're baking. But, like... Closer to now, I've met a lot of people who have just been like, "Oh crap!" Like you, you bake bake. Like you don't just like you don't just make things for fun. This is this is a business. Right. Um, and I feel like a lot of women maybe encounter harsher versions of that, right. depending mm-hmm. on what field they're in. Because this isn't like um, I'm not doing sales. I'm not doing marketing mm-hmm. areas like that. I feel like um, it's a lot harder for women to like claw right. at like yeah. where they want to be and be taken seriously. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah,
0: I definitely agree with that. And I think that it should be definitely seen as a problem and an issue that we even have to go through that or even have to be like, dang, I'm a baker. Are people going to judge me because I'm a woman and I'm a baker Are they not going to take me seriously? Yeah. You know, it's it's just breaking through that barrier. And as women, we have to constantly keep pushing to break that barrier. And, you know, times are changing, which is great. But we got to keep. We have to keep pushing, ladies, and we're we're doing a great job. So um, now I want to move into you know us being black women, not just women, but black women. All women are great, but during a time like this where we have so much going on, you want to be able to try to support all your local black businesses. So how do you come off as not the black business stereotype? And what I mean by that is. I don't know if anybody out there has experienced dealing with a black business and you know it has hasn't been put together or it's always running late or stuff like that. I've dealt with black businesses in the past even just simply getting my nails done and my nail tech has been late. And I'm just like, okay, like how how can we improve this so that we can get more people to support us? I feel like and this has to be said, this has to be said. Like, I don't want anyone to judge me off of this, but this has to be said, but we have to do better as a African-American community when it comes to, you know, making sure our work is good and producing our, our work. So how do you guys manage that?
1: Um, that's a heavy question. Mm-hmm. Um, black businesses, I feel like they get a bad rap a lot of the times, mm-hmm. um, in it's some not cases, not a lot, lot, lot of the times. It depends, depends on what community you're in and who you're talking to, because right. I know a lot of people out there who are like, I basically only shop at black businesses mm-hmm. and that's amazing. It's not the majority of people mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if that's intentional or just because it might be more convenient to go to like a major business like Walmart or otherwise mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of the needs that we have. Um, In terms of bad habits and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, I've had experiences like that before. I think from having those experiences, you kind of learn that you kind of just have to do your absolute best. Mm -hmm. You have to do your best to be the best at everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you see that you're lacking in some area, like timeliness, Mm -hmm. you have to really push into that and try your absolute best to get rid of that habit because it's gonna give you a bad rap and we don't wanna keep perpetuating such stereotypes. I hate this, I mean, we sometimes joke about it like, I don't know, like CP time and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like it's like, (laughs) that's not, I know so many of like, I mean, Ayana even, People who like will never be late, and right. a lot of people that I have met before, there—that is not the vast majority of our people. Um, and so we just, I guess, because we're right. black, we kind of have to work harder at making right. sure that we're early, <laughs> you know. Um, and not not because we tend to be late, but because the expectation is that we're going to be late, right? Exactly. You know, or that we're not going to give the same quality or something like that. We have to be above and beyond. We have to look at the best. And we have to beat it.
2: So I think it kind of goes back into the first question, one of the first questions you asked about catering to your clientele. I feel like if I want my clients to come back, I'm going to do my best to make sure they enjoy their experience and what I have done to their hair. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm always on time. I make sure I have everything I need when I'm doing the job to where there's no complaints. I always try to make sure my clients enjoy what they look like walking out the door And if not we make corrections where need be so i'm i'm all for just being a good business in general right right period i like that
0: so how do you handle a difficult customer and if that customer is being difficult how do you not come across as the angry black woman quote-unquote stereotype
2: well, I believe in good customer service. I did used to work a um, sales job when I was in college, so I learned a lot about putting on a a good smile and being really calm about it, because I'm all for, if something's wrong and a customer's being difficult, the way I handle the situation will kind of result in what happens next. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, like maybe she'll go to her friends and be like, oh, she did this, but, she handled it very well, so I I'm, might I'm actually go back or refer her to other people. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I've had difficult clients, and I kind of just, you know, have a conversation with them on what we could do as far as what they want done. Like, if they don't, they're not happy with their hair, I always try to fix it. If they're in my presence, if they reach out to me after they've left, we always discuss discounts on the next style or even coming back and a partial refund. So... Mm-hmm. I'm all about working with my clients. I I want them to be happy at the the end of the day. Mm. Liz?
1: Yes, (laughs) okay. So, in the cake business. So the thing about that is you have to, okay, let me just talk about some difficult customers. (laughs) In the past, I have dealt with occasionally, and it hasn't been often, people are typically really considerate. A lot of the people that I work with are super great at communicating and describing exactly what they want. Um, but there are of course gonna be times in which you maybe did not fully understand exactly maybe what they were thinking in their heads because it was some type of lack of, I guess I, I guess some form of miscommunication. Um, so when it turns out to be a cake, <laughs> The difficult thing is um, having to remake that. That's a whole bunch of product. You don't get to reuse the product. You have to throw the product away and you have to make it again. Or if you can salvage the product, which isn't always necessarily possible, and there's always deadlines and times and stuff like that, like, is there time to fix this issue? Um, so I've dealt with a couple of situations in the past that had been frustrating, but I think the biggest thing for me was just kind of like, Constantly checking in mm. with your customer like check different points in which you have made whatever product it is Whether it's a cake or otherwise Communicate you communicate you take a picture you send it to them. You're like this is what it looks like this far How do you feel about this? This is the base color. Are you okay with this base color? Right. These are the florals. I just purchased mm-hmm. are you okay with this because honestly Your idea of roses and somebody else's ideas of roses may look different. There are so many different breeds of roses, whatever. Mm -hmm. I decorate a lot of cakes with roses. (laughs) So I think the key of it is just kind of like really, really, really consistent communication and just go above and beyond with like showing every bit of the process. And when somebody says that they don't like something, don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you really got to just kind of be like, okay, how can I make this right for you? If I can fix this... I will fix this. Yes. I will do whatever is necessary for me to get this right. Right.
2: Cuz so. at the end of the day it's the customer's preference and what they want. Cuz exactly. I've done hairstyles that I wouldn't personally like yeah. to do on myself, mm-hmm. but if if it's their vision, I always try to execute it. Right. Yeah. That's that's amazing cuz
0: Yeah, yeah cuz I know like people scroll through like Pinterest, Instagram and pull up a hairstyle and be like, "Can you do this?" Or Liz, <laughs> "Can you bake this?" So like, how do you like First of all, how do you even handle, if you can't handle a style, have you tried a style knowing that you couldn't do it, or have you tried a style of cake knowing that you can't do it, or do you say, you know, I can't do this, girl, let me just give this back, refer you to someone, how do you handle that?
1: Oh, I don't do that anymore. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, I used to be really, really, really um, advantageous, and I used to be like, yo, I can do whatever. Yeah. I don't care if it's even a style that I've never tried <laughs> and honestly, you can as long as there's time. If somebody's contacting you like 3 months ahead of time or something for a mm-hmm. cake design that you've never tried before, you got time to do a trial cake right. and let them know within enough time for them to get a different baker, right? right. <laughs> um but I have learned that I kind of you at, at a certain point you kind of have to weigh like what the odds are of you being able to effectively communicate that, or like pull up, uh, pull across whatever it is that they're imagining? And sometimes you just gotta be like, that's really far out of this style of cake <laughs> or the style of thing that I usually make. I'm sorry, there's somebody else that I know that yeah. might be able to do that. Um, right. Yeah, so I just I I try to stay as far away from that as possible, mm-hmm. typically.
2: Right, am. <laughs> and- <laughs> Yeah, so I do a couple of things in this situation. If someone's reaching out to me with a style that I've never done before, the first thing I do is I do my research on the techniques and type of hair used, yeah. And I kind of just determine my skill set and figure out if I'm capable of doing it. If I feel like I am 50% capable of doing it, I let the client know. Mm-hmm. that I have never tried this hairstyle. If you would like me to do it, I will do it for a discounted price because yeah. in that sense, it helps my skill set. And if I execute that style right, I can put that on my list and what? charge it to the game. What? So if they're not interested in having a, what's the word, be my test dummy, <laughs> I, I just kindly let them know, like, I do have a list of other stylists in the area that probably are more equipped to that hairstyle and I just refer them over Mm -hmm. or I'll just leave it at I'm sorry I cannot do that hairstyle. Mm -hmm. That's good. But I always try.
0: Yeah, that's really good. You know, always having a list of referrals or, you know, explaining like that whole communication thing. You know, you cannot emphasize that a much you know, as much communication, communication, communication with your clients. So I love that. Um so I must ask, trying new styles or not trying new styles, have you guys ever made a mistake? You know, people will look at you guys and say dang they have their business going i want to be just like them and they'll try to be perfect I want to show them you know it's not always perfect ladies like we are gonna make mistakes it's trial and error so can you guys talk a little bit on that
1: <laughs> okay in my first like four months of deciding that I was gonna actually take orders for cakes and like actually make a business out of this I remember I got this one order that was just massive it was a huge cake and I had set everything out, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a couple days to do a different parts of the process, right? It was like a two-day process. Um, and I remember getting to the end of the process, and I had like stacked the cakes or something, and I set the cake in the freezer so that it could solidify, or like, set. Mm-hmm. And I just remember opening the freezer, and half the cake was like, it broke in half at the center. And so at that time, I didn't understand fully, like, the mechanics of making, of of the fact that when you're making a really tall cakes, A, you need cake boards, and you need, you need some uh, dowel rods, and you also need to make sure that the temperature of your cake is at room temperature or colder. Mm -hmm. That is it. And so I didn't know those things at the time. And so the biggest, it was the biggest hurdle for myself. It hurt so much at the time having to do it. But I just remember having to like call her and just be like, listen, this is what happened. And it was right before the time for her to receive the cake. Um, But I ended up giving her like two occasions in which I made her free cakes for occasions for herself. Because I had worked out the kinks, of course. Um, And so you really. (laughs) Yeah, those things are really hurt you. I don't know if everyone's gonna experience stuff like that, but I'm pretty sure everybody has a bad day, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it just really sucks when it's just like, it's at the end, it's the deadline. I'm supposed to put like the rest of the de- decorations on and now it's now it's wraps. Yeah, and I really, honestly, I think about that every time I think something's going badly. I just think, of, think back to that moment a couple years ago and I'm just like, it is nowhere near as bad as that day, right. honestly.
2: Right, what about you, Iana? Yes, of course. Making your own business is all trial and error, like we said, but um, I feel like first starting off officially being Yon Salon, I had an issue with always saying yes, I never said no, so with always saying yes, yes I can do that, yes I can do that, I'm overbooking myself, overworking myself, and Mm -hmm. when I do that, we have clients who are waiting for me to get to them while I'm still working on another person's head, and then I'm rushing through hairstyles and they're not turning out a hundred percent, which at the end of the day is not, it doesn't make me feel good letting people walk out and yeah. their hair isn't up to par to my standard, right. but I've had situations where I've had clients unhappy with their hairstyles because I've had to rush through and sometimes it kind of just makes you want to give up and you yeah. feel like maybe I'm not in the right industry. Yes. And then you have that one good moment where you're like, no, this is a yeah. gift. Like I need to do this yeah. for me, if not anyone. And yeah, so you make mistakes. That, that leads perfectly into my next question.
0: So even with the mistakes that you make, how did you know that this was your calling? That this was something that God handmade you to do? Like he crafted you to do this. How, how did you know
1: that? Is that honestly for me? It's that moment. It's that moment when you make something and you look at it and you're like, "Oh crap, that's nice. <laughs> like, like I like that." Or like I come up with a new recipe and I'm like, "This is, I could eat this every day for the rest of my life." And I have a crazy sweet tooth, so I honestly probably would if I didn't have self control. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's that moment when you're just looking at some of the work that you've done. Right. Yeah, it's one of those moments. And then there's another moment when it's, I had, I went through a period of time where I was like, I think I'm just, I'm really stressed out with school. I don't want to bake anymore. I just want to take maybe like a year off, which would be kind of detrimental because I had a lot of momentum at the time. And I just remember walking into the store and like running into somebody who um, I had consulted to help get a business license with. Mm -hmm. Um, And he looked at me and he was like, I've seen a lot of your cakes you have got to keep doing this he was like i feel like you <laughs> okay so <laughs> i feel like you um he said i feel like you, you this is really something that can make a lot of money um and that you could really be vague about so right. yeah there are people you'll run into people who are just like telling you out of nowhere even on your worst day that's you're doing good right. even
2: when you don't think you are yeah yeah I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. Like you always get to this point where you're like, okay, I'm just going to stop because there's no point of doing this anymore. But then God gives you a sign. Like, I swear I'll be like, okay, I'm done. That was my last client. (laughs) Uh, This is not for me. And then it's like, ding notification. <laughs> Hi, yes, I was referred to you by so-and-so, could you do this for me? And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Money's calling. I, <laughs> I totally
0: relate to both of you guys. Like there's been so many times where I just want to give up on writing or give up on poetry, but I look back on something I did in high school, my performances, and I'll be like, you know, your girl's pretty good. <laughs>
2: And even that, like you're looking back and you're seeing how much you progress. Like right. like Liz said, you looked at your first cake and you can you could tell yes. by now you could do that ten times better. Yes. So it's like why stop when you progress so much? Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I love it. I love it. And you, yeah, you just see yourself grow. And it's like your little baby, like
2: this is your little baby.
0: (laughs) And then it starts off like, you know, in the dorm room, in your mom's kitchen. And then you have your own bakery, you have your own salon. And then it's just like, you see everything come true. And it just, honestly, I want to, it brings me to tears because it's like, I can't wait to see you guys get to that point where it's just like, I remember she was doing my hair in my dorm room. (laughs) I remember she baked my 22nd cake and my 23rd, and she's going to bake my 24th. It's just like, it's amazing. And this is what supporting women looks like. It's being there for them when it's just this little itty-bitty dream and watering it, and watering it, and then watching it grow. And then you have this beautiful flower, such an ugly poet, I'm such a poet. <laughs> and then you see this beautiful flower and you're just like, oh my gosh, I helped you grow that. And that that is amazing to me. And I love it, I just love it. I could talk about this all day. Um, but with that being said, how do you think that we can support female business owners better or in our lives or how, how would my listeners be able
2: to support you guys in any way? They can always start by following my social media pages. Yes. Yes. In particular, Yon salon on Instagram. That's Y O N dot salon. And that's the only page I have right now, but more to come.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Same. It's, following our social media should i drop my social yes drop your social media girl yeah it's called leclerc's bakery Mm -hmm. can you spell that yeah because you're gonna need the help (laughs) 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 yeah no this name is it's it's french so it's l-e-c-l-e-r-e-s-b-a-k-e-r-y that's it it's at LeClaire's Bakery. That's amazing.
0: So now that we, I mean, I know I already introduced your business name, but I'm, I I want to know, like, where did your business name come from? Where did LeClaire's come
1: from? Yeah. So it's my mom's, it's my mother's maiden name. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a nod, it's a nod towards my mom and the fact that she taught me a lot about baking. Um... I, I like to make a lot of foods that are inspired by European-style baking because, honestly, if you talk to anybody in the pastry field, they're, like, the best pastry chefs come from overseas. Mm-hmm. And that's where we – I mean, you get your Le Cordon blues. That's, mm-hmm. that's a French name. Mm-hmm. There's an Escoffier, and it's just, like, lots of – I mean, you know, I'm not fluent at all. <laughs> but <laughs> let's not pretend. My family will call me out. But, but the thing is um, – So over there, um, they made a lot of the cakes that I started off baking with here and a lot of the recipes that I use now. And I honestly, my mom had been such a huge supporter of myself and it sounded so nice and bakery-esque when I heard it. I was like, LeClaire's? That sounds like a bakery name. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to use LeClaire's.
2: That's amazing. (laughs) What about Yon Salon? (laughs) So my name is Ayana and some people call me Ayana. So I started there and I look up to a female artist we all know as Beyonce. So with those two names, I just kind of pulled out yawn yeah and made it a salon yes. And it kind of rhymed I'm I'm pretty punny.
0: That's awesome. I love that. So um, if you have the ability to mentor another woman, would you consider doing it? Like if someone DM'd you and say, hey, I'm, I want to start a hair business. Where can, how do I even start? Or, hey, I want to start a bakery business. Like, where do I start? Like, would you be interested in mentoring? Do you think that's important to have someone to mentor or mentee to be a mentee? Of course.
2: Of course. I would, I would be so interested in mentoring anyone who's interested in starting a hair company. Mind you, I'm not where I want to be but I can at least help someone get to where I am now, yeah. and it's always good to have connections, so say that person I'm helping ends up being really big, and then we're just, like, kind of feeding off of each other, mm-hmm. that also is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, same. I, I would be open for mentoring. I've had people request in the past um, for me to, I guess, teach them some of, like, the icing hacks and different type of cake styles, there's a lot of tips and tricks to making cakes, honestly. It's not necessarily as simple as knowing the recipes. It's a lot of, how do I get it this smooth? How do I get the texture right? What temperature should it be? And those are things that you don't need to, honestly, I don't think I should have had to go through those things by myself. If I had a mentor, it would have been a lot easier mm-hmm. if they had just been like, yeah, that chocolate's too hot. Don't put that on that cake. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but th- that's a good thing. Like That's what I, I had said this in the beginning, but that's what I love about you guys. You are very self, well, not very, you are self-taught. So when you teach somebody else, you'll say oh, that same saying, don't touch that stove because it's going to burn you and don't buy that product because it's not going to work on that type of hair or don't bake with that brand because it's not going to work. So that's that's amazing. And. The reason why I had you guys on this show, like I said in the beginning, is because you two women are not only my best of friends, but you guys are bosses and I love it. And I love this movement of us taking the boss seat. And I just hope that my listeners can take everything that you guys had said and run with it. Like this is free information. These are free resources, tools, you know, and I, I really love that you guys even came on the show to share your story and to talk to my stars and help them to shine and to help them to glow because that's why I'm here, to help them to glow. So with all that being said, I have one last, last question, and um, you guys can also pitch in and ask a question or, or anything, but I just want to know, the title of this podcast is called Not Your Boss Babe, Just Your Boss, and if you have tell or could tell through this podcast i have not called my wonderful gorgeous looking friends boss babe and that's simply because i personally do not like that term i think it is sexualizing us and so i want to know from you two do you guys use the term boss babe or how do you feel about the phrase boss babe
1: okay um i i feel like i can see both sides Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people who have taken that name That, I guess, honestly, probably could have very sexualized roots for women, honestly. Because we, for whatever reason, people just don't want to just call us the boss. (laughs) I don't know why. They got to also say, you know, whether or not she's pretty or whether or not she's appealing in any way and Mm -hmm. and that it's always something visual or whatever it's never like oh she's so freaking smart Mm -hmm. you know um and so i feel that and i see that but i've also seen women out there just like run with it (laughs) you know just take the name and be like i'll show you what a boss babe is you know Mm um so honestly i've always been just i'm i'm a boss
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know. I like what Liz said. Like people taking words and kind of making their own meaning to it. Like, for example, I'm sure you all know the movie Bratz.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: They started calling them brats to be mean at them, but they took it and made it their own brand. So like I've seen businesses out there turning Babe into like the business, if that makes sense. So I mean at the end of the day, it's all about who it's coming from, if that makes sense. So yes. if you have that one coworker who just insists on calling you a babe, it might be uncomfortable and you're yes. just like, I'm not standing for this. But when you have someone saying it in an empowering stance, it kind of makes sense. It's like, yeah, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And I agree. I agree with both of you guys. It's it's just, you know, I wanna make sure that when we are sitting in the boss seat, that we're handled with respect, and that you see me when I walk into that room, that I am treated as a boss, not as a babe. And it's you're right, it, it matters who it comes from, it matters how, you, um, how they see you, and you want to make sure that you're carrying yourself into a sense that they see you and they know that you mean business, you know, and I feel like as women that's what we that's what we need to do. And if you want to be known as a boss babe, so be it. But also make sure that person isn't sexualizing you. And I want I want you to personally correct them and say, hey, look, I don't have a problem with you calling me a boss babe, but you need to know that when I'm in that meeting, I'm not a babe and I'm not your babe. I am the boss. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I want to say on that. And do you guys want to say anything? Do you have any last comments? Because y'all know I got a poem for this, so.
1: <laughs> I did have a question for you guys. I feel mm-hmm. like both of you guys have encountered this, but like, mm-hmm. have you ever been in a situation where you have to realize your self worth, like how mm-hmm. much your product is worth, how oh, much yeah. you're worth, yeah. and you have to stop like devaluing yourself? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Like in the beginning, we can kind of be like you know, you're like, I'm an amateur. I'm so undeserving right. of all this, you know, mm-hmm. so I'll I'll do this for like $5. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm not even making any money off of this. I just want to make it. Right. But like at a certain point, it, I think the most empowering moment is when you realize it's not, you know, if, if they can't afford it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just kind of got to keep it pushing because you you put hours into these things. You got to value your time and stuff. But yeah, so I had a hard time with that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if you guys did or not.
2: Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to have people around me tell me like, hey, you should probably charge more for that. Like it's worth more. And even clients would be like, are you sure? Like this is worth more. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I've, I've been out there looking at other stylists and seeing what they're doing and what they're charging. And that's honestly helped me set my bar like I can do this skill just as good as her I should be able to charge the same amount yes Mm -hmm. I
0: agree I definitely think that once you realize your worth the game changes because you know for one when someone sees that you're just starting out they're going to treat your business as if you're just starting out which means some people might play you and take advantage of you which actually kind of sucks but it's when you wake up that one morning, you're just like, you know what, they're not going to run over me like that. They're not going to talk to me like that. They need to pay me more. And that even though I am just a business starting out, this is my business. And it goes back to, it doesn't matter my gender, my race. This is my business. And you can support me or you could not. Either way, I'm going to thrive and I'm going to move forward. And you just have to realize that as a woman or as a person, as a human in general, that I, I deserve more. And I know my worth. And my worth is golden because God made us that way. God has made us golden. And you have to see it as if it's from his eyes. Yeah. So that was an amazing question. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Anna, do you have any questions or anything? I don't.
2: I'm ready
0: for this poem. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I just want to thank you guys so much. We'll be coming right back after this poem. But you guys did amazing. I love you guys. Y'all are amazing. And I really hope that you guys was, whether you're sitting in your car, sitting in your room, y'all taking notes from these bosses, because they are doing their do thing. While. Don't do, it while, don't do it while driving. Thank you. Thank you. No texting and driving. Thank you, Liz, on that one. We don't promote texting and driving. And. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get to this poem. Not your boss, babe. It's so easy for men to look at women and feel aroused. In high school, we were taught not to have our shoulders out or not to have rips in our jeans too high. Why? Because men at times don't know how to control that feeling. You know, it seems like in our society, for whatever reason, no matter the season, we are always sexualized. We are always minimized. We are always denied because of who we are. We are always touched. And I'm about to have enough of this game that they play where they will put women in higher positions but never give us the recognition or never give us the obligation to make decisions and instead of calling us just the boss they want to call us the boss babe. Isn't that funny? That no matter how much money we bring in or how much we try to defend our name we are always covered and put to shame. We are always seen as some sort of babe, some sort of sexual name that just gives men the satisfaction to look us up and down as we walk their way. And I'm sorry, but I must say, I do not want to be your boss, babe. I want to be a boss. And just like him, I want to make the laws. I want every room I walk into to freeze. I want younger girls to look up at me and say, man, one day, I will be just like her. I don't want men to look up my skirt because of a title we created, and I refuse to fit in. I just want him to listen. I want that same respect. I want to be completely direct. I want to go down in history as someone who changed the game, who never changed who she was, but fought to be seen as equal. And that is what this is all about. It's about equality. Because when a man is a boss, he is seen as just a boss. But when we take the boss seat, we are pinned down with terms that could actually harm us in the long run. In the long run, don't get me wrong, boss babe is cute, but let me break it down for you. By definition, babe means a sexually attractive young woman. Now there's nothing wrong with being attractive ladies. We simply can't help it. But the problem comes in is when I am seen as sexual during a time when I'm in business. No, but let me finish. Men will start to see us as less. This is a whole mess because now we have little eyes watching us too. I don't want my daughter to feel like she has to be labeled as sexual to be a boss, do you? I want her to know she is a boss because she earned it. I want her to know she is a boss because she's smart, because she has a heart, because she's worthy of a part, because she has made her mark in the world, in her company. I want her to hear this from me. Baby girl, you are more than just a babe. You are more than a label society cannot help say. I want you to help yourself by taking off these labels and sitting at the table to make a change. Because at the end of the day, when I put on my suit, When I tie my hair in a bun or let it hang free, when I clink at the room with my heels or tie up my sneakers, when I grab my coffee to go, when I walk into that office, when I wake the kids up for school, when I pull out my laptop, when I walk into the gym, when I go into the kitchen, when I'm doing my makeup, when I'm doing my hair, when I'm taking pictures, when I'm behind this mic, I'm not your boss, babe. I'm just your boss, period. And thank you, that concludes her spoken words. I am so happy that you guys listened. Thank you guys, thank you for being my first special guest. I'm so happy to have you guys here. I want you guys to drop your social media one last time so everyone can give you a follow and see what your business is all about.
1: I'm Elizabeth. I'm the owner of Leclerc's Bakery, it's at L-E-C-L-E-R-E-S-B-A-K-E-R-Y, mm-hmm. and that's on Instagram,
2: okay? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, and I'm Ayana
2: Daniels, the founder of Yan Salon, and you can find my page on Instagram at Y-O-N dot salon, that's S-A-L-O-N. Thank you guys and give them a follow, DM them, ask them questions, whatever you guys want to do.
0: And we're going to head out. This was great. But until next time, stars. Bye. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Her Spoken Words. I hope you enjoyed every minute of it. Please do not forget to subscribe and listen again. I post every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Follow me on all social media platforms. On Instagram, you can follow her spoken words at her.spokenwords. And follow me, the host, Gloria, at livingwithyourglow with with underscores in between. Thank you for all the love and support. Please, through this week, stay glowing and stay shining my stars. Remember, no one can dim your light. Until next time, thank you.